That's like one of the movies that I feel like my film kind of, I don't want to say emulates, but when I say the tone of my film, I will always, I always say it's kind of like across the, the tone of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Psycho, mm. where it's just like a really messed up family. And basically, you know, there were all serial killers in all, all of those films. So it's, it's yeah, fam, really messed up family dynamic. And the movie you're talking about is titled Wineville. And, yeah. Uh, Very excited to see. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the movie poster looks great. Like, I, I love the, you know, great job with that one. When, when can we expect to start to be able to see it? Um, well, just real quickly to go back about what you just said about the poster. Yeah. Um, we got so lucky and I'm so excited because the guy that did our poster is the guy that does all the Stephen King stuff. Mm. So I was like, cause I, my mom was like the biggest Stephen King fan. And, and, um, so, which of course I became a huge Stephen King uh, fan. And so to get the same guy wow. to do poster, which he's friends with Robert, my boyfriend, who you guys know mm -hmm. of, that's mm -hmm. how the whole we got introduced. But I was like, Oh my gosh, so exciting. Welcome fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Relax. I we got am, this. I am relaxed. I'm always relaxed. <laughs> I'm always relaxed, especially when I got a little woohoo. Woohoo. Mm -hmm. All right. Welcome back. It's a bar open. Tavern's uh, open. Tavern's open. We got to go, man. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard, the return of Brandy Roderick, PMOY. For you that don't know what that means, Playmate of the Year 2000. <laughs> you better know what that and means. One. She's here to uh, tell us all about her new movie, Wineville. So looks looks pretty damn cool. Looks it does look good from the for from an the, indie. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Kind of kind of indie uh, horror movie. You bet. So well, in love. So let's let's get her in. Let's get her going. We don't keep a pretty lady waiting. And while we're getting her on, like, subscribe, share, comment about how beautiful this lady is and how, how exciting we is are. to talk to it. Oh, yeah, compared to her, um, compared to anything. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so without further ado, the return of Brandy Roderick. Hello. Hey guys how are you good how are you doing we are doing great you have a beautiful backdrop there I yes do you see my painting that i painted that is oh <laughs> did you really do that yeah nice it's very nice yeah. i like it figured i'd sit behind my my bar today we're starting to get a lot of that like it's a theme now a lot of a lot of ladies are sitting with a bar in the background and all these so <laughs> it oh, works and I mean, shoot, you 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 want us to drink, so you know, easy access. In right. case you run out, you bet. And we uh we appreciate that. We didn't have to ask you what you'd be drinking, so we got some wine. We're good to oh, go. <laughs> but I but I got all kinds of fun stuff out here too, just in case. You know, I got all the whiskeys. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> that's that's for after the podcast. We can we can shift yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, when this bottle's out, we might have to go to something else. Yeah. <laughs> If we run out of that bottle and go to whiskey, I, there won't be much of a podcast. <laughs> I know, right? So whose booty you got there on the background? Who's what? Who's booty? Booty? Amber yeah. Campisi. Amber Campisi. Oh, Amber. Oh, I know Amber. And who else you got? We got a couple of Miss Ashley Hobbs and Carrie Kendall. Oh. Ashley Hobbs. Oh. Yeah, we've started doing a, a second podcast with Ashley Hobbs. 
that we, we just, oh, really? yeah, it's called Ask Ashley. And we, we just uh, take, you know, she's a big cannabis person. So we field questions from people and answer questions. And so we put it out she, once a month. And does she do it from Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Very so cool. this thing is, this thing is, uh, like we've said a million times, we never thought we would talk to one playmate. And now we're, you know, not only have we talked to a bunch, we're doing a separate podcast with one. So things are, <laughs> things are going good for us. <laughs> And then what is that shirt you're wearing? Terrifier 2? Terrifier. Yeah, do you I, love that? Those I do, movies? I do. Yeah. Yep. And, and I was excited because we're talking to you about a horror film. And, yeah. and I read that, much like myself, you started watching horror films at a very young age. Very young age. Yes, that's what's wrong with us. <laughs> and it, But yours was, mine was my sister, who's seven years older than me. So uh-huh. when, I, when I was like eight, her and her friend sat down to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, turned oh, all the yeah. lights off, and made me sit on the opposite side of the room and watch it with them. So, oh gosh, you know what's so funny? You say that because um, on that film, I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and you know I'm an older kid. I had to sleep in my parents' room that night. I mean, I was a teenager. Sleep <laughs> on the floor in my parents' room. Wasn't that you must have too? I mean, at eight years old. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, like, I feel like the young, like at a younger age, maybe it didn't hit me quite as hard because I really, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the psychological part of it, maybe you weren't getting like, yeah, but the, but the exorcist at age six had to really freak you out. Freak you out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what the freakiest part was, is when, when her head spins in a circle. <laughs> well, that would be freaky too. But for me as a little girl, when, uh, Aaron Blair, am I saying that? Is it Aaron Blair? Not Linda, Aaron Blair. Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Taking the crossing yeah. and putting her on, stabbing her, you know what, and saying F me thing, that was like traumatizing for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah, part was. Did, it, did, did you think at all, like, she's about my age or it could happen to me? <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I was thinking. I just remember that scene so specifically and being oh, freaked yeah. out by that. But um yeah i don't re- i i like you i don't recall being like so terrified you know like i was when i was 13 where i can really grasp everything yeah yeah you don't really know that you're supposed to be afraid of it at that age right like you right like, yeah whatever. like is this how people really act like I don't know, right you're like maybe this is normal <laughs> we had to talk my mom into letting us watch the texas chainsaw massacre oh when we yeah. were kids and we heard yeah. all the stories that people were leaving the theater and puking. So me and my brother and friends, we all had our own bucket just to, just in case. So we sat, put the video in. We were like, um, I think we even watched it during the day just in case. <laughs> and I, it, the, the Lord, a, yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like one of the movies that I feel like my film kind of, I don't want to say emulates, but when I say the tone of my film, I will always, I always say it's kind of like across the the tone of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Psycho, mm. where it's just like a really messed up family. And basically, you know, there were all serial killers in all, all of those films. So it's, it's yeah, fam, really messed up family dynamic. And the movie you're talking about is titled Wineville. And, yeah. Uh, Very excited to see. Yeah. The, uh, the, the the movie poster looks great. 
Like I, I love the, you know, great job with that. When, when, when can we expect to start to be able to see it? Um, well, just real quickly to go back about what you just said about the poster. Yeah. Um, we got so lucky and I'm so excited because the guy that did our poster is the guy that does all the Stephen King stuff. Mm. So I was like, cause I, my mom was like the biggest Stephen King fan and, and um, so, which of course I became a huge Stephen King uh, fan. And so to get the same guy wow. to do poster with, he's friends with Robert, my boyfriend, who you guys know mm-hmm. of. That's mm-hmm. how the whole we got introduced. But I was like, oh my gosh, so exciting. That's awesome. Um, he did a great yeah. job. It, yeah, that, that really stands out. So um, we just finished production and we got in a little bit late for the a lot of the good big um, festivals. But we got in time for some of them. So we're excited that we've got uh, three festivals coming out. So if you're in the um, in Los Angeles at the La Femme International Film Festival, we got accepted. Um, we got accepted into Scarefest Weekend, which is in Kentucky. Um, and Perfect then, place for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then thirdly was uh, Fort Lauderdale International Film Festival. So nice. those are um you know if you want to come see it before it's actually out um and then we're gonna and then we'll go out and sell it so when are those rough dates of those times in case um so yeah, they can think so, of, to try and make it yeah so la femme international film Fe- festival is gonna be october 19th in la um Scarefest is the next i'm flying right out the next day so it's october 21st in Kentucky, and that's in Lexington. So, you know, mm. if you want to go bourbon tasting at the same time. Um, and then Fort Lauderdale Film Festival is November 4th. Nice. Okay. So you're going to be busy here this month. <laughs> yeah, very busy. It's like one stop, just keep going. So that way we can then, you know, do those festivals and then take it out and sell it. And then we'll see when it comes out. I don't know if they'll hold it until next Halloween or if they'll just release it whenever, because I think that with horror, it's so great because people watch it all year round. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And there's um, been such a resurgence of it that, yeah, this, this movie that, that I'm wearing the shirt for terrifier two is it was an indie film. The first terrifier was made for like 25 grand. And then yeah. the second one was made for a couple hundred thousand. And now they've been picked up by a major studio and there's a terrifier three coming out. And actually this oh. one's going to be rerun in the theaters sometime in November. October. Coming up. Yeah. So well, you can watch that because I have seen that now a lot and yeah. I so researching these uh different film festivals that that terrifier too had shown at a lot of them because i was looking at a lot of you know strictly horror film type film festivals and i saw that that they had shown that a lot yeah yeah so i'm watching it now yeah well and being a producer of the wineville now you're yeah. involved with all this selling and festivals and that as opposed to just starring in the yeah. movie correct yeah yeah and one thing that's kind of cool, actually, you know what, the, the one film festival we're doing, Scarefest in Kentucky, is also a horror film convention. And they have, um, and also I'll be signing autographs there as well, but they have a lot of the cast from Terrifier too. That's nice. going to be their autographs. We, ah, I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch it before you go. And if you get into any conversations with them, tell them how awesome we are. <laughs> We've been trying <laughs> oh, so hard. We've been trying so hard to get people from the movie on, and we just have had no luck. So. From that particular movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll make sure I make some connection. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely. It's, it is it is my one of my favorite, the first one, 
I mean, the second one's yeah. great too, but always, you know, the first one of th these kind of things is always because it was original and and should uh, I watch the for should I should watch that? Yeah, first. Yeah, watch the original. Okay, the first one has, in my opinion, the best kill scene ever in a, and I'm not going to give it away or anything, but it has the best <laughs> kill scene in a horror movie. <laughs> so I watch it now. Oh my gosh, I have to watch it. Either you, either you do and. You'll know which one it is he's talking about when you oh, say yeah. it. You're either going to send us a message and go, you were right, or you're going to send a send us a message and say, never talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it like really sick? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I would never say that to you because I have some really sick kill scenes in my movie too. So, yes. yeah. Well, so I won't I would never judge. I love it. <laughs> So, well, let's get into that. A couple of the scenes. How involved were you in coming up with the kill scenes as opposed to the writer? Um, you know, the story was myself and the writer. So we okay. together collected and created the story. So then he would go and, and write it up and then come back to me and I'd give my notes and then he'd give his notes and he'd go back and write again and come back. And so um, it was definitely a collaboration. And there's some really... You know, we both had, well, I don't want to toot my own horn. I mean, I'm saying we both had great ideas, but um, Go you know, ahead. We, Absolutely. we collaborated great together and he had great ideas. I had great ideas. And then together, I feel like uh, we came up with uh, not just, you know, a slasher story with no, you know, no plot. We actually had a real serious plot. Yeah. So do you want to get into the plot just real quick? Um, sure. So it starts out, so it's, but there's this young girl who was very much abused as a child, both mentally and physically by her family. Some bad things happen. So she runs away when she's uh, 15, goes away for 27 years and then gets a call because her father had passed away. So she has to come back to the vineyard, to the family ranch, to tie up the loose ends with the ranch, but her family still lives there, like her spinster aunt and someone else, some other ranch hands. And when she comes back, things are even more effed up and she starts uncovering all of these crazy, horrible things that have happened over the years, even back when she was a child. So there's flashbacks when she was a child, um, but you just don't know if she's going to be able to get a get out alive. And she's bringing her now new, uh, her 11 year old son into the picture. And they are both have to go through some horrible, horrible trauma with this really intensely fucked up family. Can I say Did that you, word? Yes. A thousand percent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which perfect. Yeah. Because the, I keep trying to stop, but they're a really fucked up family. No, no, we're, we're past the seven seconds that YouTube makes us not say that word. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um was the plot did you i mean was the story kind of directly from you and then or i mean where did the, where did the the premise come from? yeah well it started because um one of our very dear friends owns one of the oldest if not the oldest winery in southern california hmm. and it is amazing and it's old and beautiful but yet creepy and um you know so, so he said we could shoot our movie there because I wanted to do a horror film I said well you do it here I'm like are you kidding me really mm -hmm. so we basically started it around that 
place, but I wanted my son to be in the movie. And so it had to be something where a mother would do absolutely anything to protect and save her child. So that was kind of the start of the premise and, and what the way it got created from there. And then between Richard and I just going off on all of our crazy sick minds came up with all the other stuff. So that's kind of where it started was this bond between a mother and son, the the uh, location. And then from there, we we just went on a tangent. I'm curious, did pe- people that know you well, did they see this coming? Because like us as outsiders who know you from Playboy and Baybal, Baywatch and so like, little shocked that you, you know, you're talking about having this demented mind that can write kill scenes and all this kind of thing. Do your close (laughs) and personal friends, they they kind of, they weren't shocked by this or? Close and personal friends know that I have a demented mind. So no, they they weren't shocked. (laughs) Um, Other people that don't know me as well might be shocked. However, you know, if you have followed my career, I've done, you know, a few Mm -hmm. horror films and and I got to do it. I was so excited um you know like dracula ascension with jason lee and um craig sheffer jason london we got to do that you know that movie hood of horror with snoop dogg Um, so there's been you know a few quite a few horror films so i've always loved it so i don't think people would be shocked that i'm doing a horror film but the sick demented mind part probably (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably probably more so the writing that you were involved in the writing than, than the, yeah. you're acting in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you get it on paper. At what point did you decide, I want to direct this because I don't want to let go of the direction? Well, it was kind of a decision that was made between myself and, and Richard, the, the writer, and he's also one of my producers, that I would direct it but he would be there with me and be my mentor because that kind of really freaked me out a little bit and I'll tell you that's huge to take on it was on during production it was hard being on set acting directing and producing like that is in the lead not just you know some little co-star role so that was pretty difficult and being the one that everybody comes to to put out fires like there's no time for you to go over your script and try to be prepared or any of that stuff because you're putting on your producer hat or you know director hat but um i feel like I, richard was there to, you know with me the whole time and so and he's like a seasoned director who's amazing so i you know so i felt very comfortable uh with him there but um next time I will give myself a smaller role. <laughs> I might not direct, but I'll always produce because for me, that's the best part is just starting it and finishing it and bringing, bringing it all together. I love creating the stories like, like that to me is awesome. I love doing that, but I don't want to be the, do the technical writing. So I'm terrible at grammar, um, but I love the storytelling. So for me, that's the fun stuff. Yeah. What was it like uh, having to direct your son? Was it fun to be able to yell at him in a, <laughs> a different form yeah, of yelling in a different form like i'm your boss now not just your mom no 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 but he probably got sick at some point at some points but um no we had i mean i i had fun i hope he had fun too but yeah. you know it was long nights um definitely do you did but, you worry about the uh like the pre- traumatizing him? yeah traumatizing <laughs> him from from the movie did you i mean well up until now like i was worried because he couldn't read the script. I'm like, you can't watch the movie. You can't show your friends the movie because <laughs> um, there's crazy stuff in there. Like, 
there's even incest, you know? So stuff you wouldn't want like a 11 or 12 year old understanding or knowing about. But now he's 13, you know, it's been, you know, a year and a half. And so I might let him watch the movie. But yeah, it's really messed up. So I don't know. You got to remember, you watched The Exorcist at six. So he's... Yeah, and you that's, turned out perfect. You so. turned out fine. No, that's the problem. That's why I'm so messed up in the head. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that, you know, he knows enough, like, during the scenes and um, yeah. that that's all fake. So, yeah. And you, you just kind of... Except, I have to tell you, there's a scene where I have to kiss a boy <laughs> and, and he freaked out. So his character had to walk in on us and freak out. But the whole time he was so mad at me and he was giving me these dirty looks and he was pissed off. He did not like that in real life. <laughs> That's mom. It's just acting. I, I'm, I'm curious what the boyfriend thought of it because I've seen some photographs from the movie and your co your, your co star pretty well put together. <laughs> he's he's fine. Like he could care less about that stuff. He's so secure. Like he's just like, oh, you're gonna make out with somebody? Okay, have fun. You know, he just. <laughs> It's so kind of it's just good. I couldn't be with someone that would be bothered by that. Yeah. yeah and sure. even uh, what was the movie I just did that came out like six months ago? Uh, oh, Cowboy Cerrone, uh, Project Legion. Oh, so okay. that had like a real intense scene and make out and stuff. So that one was even more, and he didn't carry and it didn't even bother face him when he saw it. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for that. I like how many. I like Cowboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he was. I, I don't. I don't even know. Is he still fighting at all, or did he? I'm pretty sure he's retired now. Yeah, he was. He just wants to be an actor now. The hell of a fighter. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 Over so me. that one's called. What's that? It's called Project Legion. Okay. If you do want to. Absolutely. Um. So I'm curious on. Producer that, as you mentioned, actress, yeah. producer that. So you're directing and you're saying go in your head. You're saying as a director, ah, we should do it one more time. But as a producer, you're saying, do I want to spend the money to, to film it one more time? Which, no, which direction do you go? I, I grow, go where the money is. I am producer hat all the time. That's that's the one thing that I was saying that Richard was so great because he's done these low budget films before. And um, he, when, when we were casting, there were people that I was looking at, I'm like, oh, they're awesome. Look how crazy they are. And, and you know, nuts. And he, but they were also nuts in their, their interview. And he's like, Brandy, you can't do that. He said, you have to get someone that you know is very seasoned. That's a professional that can act nutty, but isn't really nutty. Because when you're on a low independent film, they have to come prepared to the table and you only get one take. And mm-hmm. I was like, Thank God he steered me that way because these other people that were all crazy and weird probably would have taken us like 10 takes to get the thing right. It would have been great because they're so crazy, but it just, um, we wouldn't have had the time for it. So he was so right. You just, you really have to announce what was so wonderful about all of our actors. They came prepared. No one was ever unprepared. And um, we got it in one take. I mean, sometimes, of course, you have to take more. But the majority of the time, we were able to move along quite quickly and get it done. How long was the filming process? Uh, it was 12 days. Two oh, days. What? Two day weeks. Mm-hmm. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's that's yeah. that's hustling. That is. Yeah. Ooh, it was a hustle 
every single day. Yeah. I think though, so, actors and actresses that go to, that are into independent movies, they know that they're in, yeah. they're out. Yeah, yeah, that's the standard. I mean, really, it's six day, twelve day, wow. six hour days. Yeah, and you get usually Sunday off or whatever day. And uh, mm-hmm. like Quentin Tarantino said that he's like half my directing is getting the casting the right people, so then you don't have to. I think pretty much say what go deal with what you just said. You know, exactly. I mean, we didn't have to do any like. Um, give any direction as far as acting you know everyone was prepared and awesome and um yeah did you have rehearsals leading up to it like round table rehearsals uh no I mean the night before we shot I was supposed to go rehearse with um uh Texas Battle who plays the sheriff and I just I, I couldn't I was too busy being producer and director and getting everything organized and and doing everything myself mm-hmm. very nice i'm sorry well right before, you know tomorrow morning while we're in the makeup chair we'll go over the lines you know and, and that's what we did a lot of the time we just did that in the makeup room yeah if you're busting that out in 12 days you better be able to multitask <laughs> yes it's yeah it was a lot oh. i would imagine yeah i'm um, not only in the acting i want to touch on the special effects because that too if those don't work yeah. first time second take you gotta have a yeah. great special effect crew yep and we did we had a great obviously yep um vincent this this oh my god he would kill me gustani gustani oh my god he would kill me vincent okay. james gustani am i saying it right oh i don't gustani. know i'm <laughs> i'm i'm worse i'm worse than you yeah. at saying names <laughs> Anyway, oh my gosh, he's amazing. He's done every huge movie you can imagine. He's won awards and he's great. Yeah. But um, there were things that that went wrong on set, and there were things that we had to end up um, fixing in post. And hmm. um, you know, when you're on a budget, things you know can't be perfect. And even if you have a big budget, still things will go wrong. It's just right. the way it is. Yeah. But so, yeah. what was what was the budget for blood on your scene? And I'm assuming. <laughs> Well, I had a... <laughs> well, let me get, clarify, fake blood. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there was a full budget for the practical effects. So I don't know how much of that was allocated gotcha. to the blood, but we had guts and arms and legs and, uh, you know, fake bellies that had to get cut open and guts coming out and all that kind of stuff. I can't wait. <laughs> I know, I'm getting more and more excited to see this with it. <laughs> see, and, and that's why I love like independent movies or low budget movies because I some people would be like the acting is terrible or this or that I'm like look what they did on a with no money yeah that to me that's amazing I love that and you'll see I mean you'll watch you know you see all the crap that's out there you know that's on every streamer you can imagine and you're hoping Mm -hmm. it's gonna be like how did this get on there you know and I think about our film and I'm like gosh our film's so much better than so many of these (laughs) films like I'm it gets me excited like when you watch it you're gonna look at it and feel like it's a pretty good quality film yeah and yeah all the great I feel like because I've been in the business for so long that I knew what I wanted to spend money on that was mm. important yeah. you know like acting's important it didn't we didn't have to get like you know big names because as long as they were great actors in horror it doesn't matter if they're famous or not just as long as they're great actors which we got great actors um my colorist was great the special effects was great 
uh, the music. Oh my gosh, mm. the score that was all great. So yeah, the music music plays such a big part in a horror movie. Yeah, is it like, is it original score? Oh yeah, score. Yeah, I mean his wife does the cello and all the strings, and it was just you know it was all real instruments. It wasn't like they took it off some synthesizer and in a in a library. You know, it was like real a real score. That's and awesome. then we also bought music because it's based in on 1978. So mm. we went and bought real music from the the 70s. Um, I think we have like five songs in the movie from the 70s. So that was important to me is to get some really cool music as well. Nice. What yeah. will there be a soundtrack? Um, or- this the gentleman that did the score, um, Pete. He wants to he wants to do a, a soundtrack. So that's you know it's a possibility for sure. So as a producer or executive producer, I, and, and I'm asking this, I don't know. Um, was that something like once it gets sold, then, then you would do the next step of a soundtrack and not, maybe you're not right away. Exactly. I would have to wait till we sell it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Why yeah. was I'm it learning? I'm learning. What was yeah, the decision? I'm learning as well. I mean, I'm learning all the whole way through. Yeah, absolutely. What was the decision to uh, set the movie in the seventies? Um, you know what we, was it when some, oh it was a friend of Richard's Shanks Jankman read the script and he said you know what this really sounds like a movie in the 70s like you guys would should set this movie in the 70s this was when the script was just finished and we were kind of sending it to some you know people that are really well known in in the entertainment industry and that we trusted and sent them the script and this one particular person you know came back to us and really thought it would lend itself well to the seventies. And we were like, Oh, you never thought of that. It's a great idea. Let me see how much more it would cost. Because then you have to, of course, rent the uh, cars, which we had a lot of cars. I mean, not a lot. I think we had five cars. Um, the clothing is going to be way more expensive. Um, the, 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 the staging and the props and all that from our uh, production designer was going to be more expensive, but the more I like thought about and went back and reread it, I'm like, and this will make it more special. Like I feel like people, and then again, it brought me back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, and Psycho's more mid late sixties, but still that kind of period piece. And so we just went for it and I said, screw it. I'm going to do it. Nice. I definitely want to do it. So. So once you make that decision and dive in, how much fun was it to pick out period clothing? Were you involved in the the clothing or set? uh, yeah, someone do that, but you know, I was excited to see everything she was picking out for sure. For Did you have to approve it? Yeah, I had to approve it. Yeah. Will you Again, be? Yeah. You have someone that does it well. You. Yeah, right. That's you the trust them. Will you be? Yeah. Uh, will you be rocking the feathered hairdo to the premiere or anything? Or <laughs> oh, uh, maybe. I mean, I should. <laughs> but I already took out the extensions. You know, I put in the extension so I could have the fair faucet hair. Yeah. You know feathers and all that so i don't know if i can pull it off like i did in the movie <laughs> it's a good choice anybody anybody in our age rage definitely had that farrah fawcett poster on their bedroom wall when we were growing up so <laughs> absolutely that was cool i was trying to get the fairer look <laughs> yeah. i think you nailed it from the pictures i've seen from the movie you nailed it <laughs> oh good <laughs> absolutely were there uh what other 70s well horror movies images are lasting in your head from just growing up from the 70s i guess like any any 
any horror movie just from when your childhood what what images uh, just you can't get out of your head um hmm. let's see because well you're thinking i'll just real quick because my when i was younger 100 we should not have gone to this movie my mom my brother took talked my mom into taking this if you remember the brian de palma movie dressed to kill when michael kane yeah. dressed up as a blonde woman with Yes. And oh used... my. Yes. Oh, that was so good. When oh I saw that slasher in the the elevator, I could not go in elevators for quite a while. Oh my gosh! I bet and you were a little kid, and you're like, I no, elevator. Just a little kid, and we, me and my brother, had our bedrooms in the attic at the time. And I remember coming uh, home from that movie, going up the stairs, and I literally stopped and was like, I went back and talked to mom. <laughs> I'll sleep in the living room tonight. <laughs> I'll sleep down here with you, mom, tonight. Totally shouldn't have been to it. It's one of my favorite movies to this day, but that image of that blonde lady with a razor blade, I will never forget. And then you were probably terrified just to even see a big man dressing up as a woman, too. That was probably <laughs> like a shocker. <laughs> the whole premise, but actually yeah. it's why actually it's why he dresses like a woman in his spare time now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I leave the razor yeah. blade at home. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome! But but I feel that like you kind of shaped me as I went. But uh, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, there are some like I, I definitely remember. I mean, I was young when when the Friday the Thirteenth were coming out and watching all those from the yeah. And I mean, oh yeah, oh my gosh, love those. And you know, I, we went. My kids and I will always go back and watch all the original movies. Like we'll watch, you know, around Halloween, we'll watch Halloween. Friday the 13th and then it's so funny when you go back and watch like the very first Friday the 13th I think we watched it last Halloween it's just so cheesy now and oh and when we watched it which was so stupid I guess we watched on, on some channel where they took all the good stuff out so they took out like a lot of the blood and guts and different scenes and stuff and so I was like wait I remember being scarier than this yeah um, but they had out a bunch of the stuff well, I do think a lot Sorry. of when you go back and watch some of those movies from that, when you know you were they, they scared the shit out of you back then. Now you watch them and you're like, what was I thinking? Like this, there's nothing really con yeah. compared to what they're doing now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So. What um, the, the one that I watched that I really liked and I'm trying to remember. Oh, gosh. Was it Last House on the Left or what was the one where the woman went to stay in this like cabin on a lake? And she kept going out um, and she kept these guys kept coming back and raping her and attacking her. Um, it was like a huge I spit on your grave. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Spit on your grave. Oh, my gosh. I just I watched that before we started the process and it was just so good. And I was like, this is such a good movie. Yeah, that yeah. was a and banned at the time when it came band. out. Yeah. But, um... Oh, really? you got banned. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. In a few, right, right, um, where it was literally a you know a woman revenge movie, but yeah, and they had you know I mean they had to make it bad at the beginning you know to yeah. drive her to revenge, but yeah, right. it was banned. It was banned in a lot of cities and countries, but uh, now it's a it's a classic and it's it's hard to yeah. watch some of the scenes. Yes, but it's a great movie. Good, so good, and I watched one that they they color corrected and it looked like mm. it, so pristine and so good. 
And I, and yeah. I, I go back to what I said. I mean, at the time it was low budget and got to give props to that actress to, to go through that. You know, I know. Um, you could say yeah. it's acting, but you watch that. She, you know, I mean, she, it was, she was not a pampered actress. She, she was uh, not beaten, but you know, I mean, it, she went through a lot to get to, to the, yeah. even just filming that movie. So I, that's why I appreciate that as well. My, um, so Richard Shankman um, from my film, he directed the I Spit on Your Grave, like I think number three or something. Number three. Yeah. The the remake. Yeah. Well, once they remade it, then they went and made three more or two more. Is that how that worked? They made, they remade the original, right? And then... They made the original and then the, okay. the original because they never had of the original. They never had a sequel, but they had remade it and they had two sequels after that. So, he, yeah, I saw that he directed the third one. Yeah. To continue yeah. her story, which. Nope. We actually have a lost podcast. We'll see if it ever comes out. We filmed it. Um, we watched the movie Cannibal Holocaust, which is banned or was banned, was banned. everywhere. And uh, we we watched it one night and then talked about it. But uh, the, the, we've never put it out. And uh, we'll see if it ever <laughs> sees the light of day. But did that ring a bell? No. When was that? When was that? It, it was made early seventies. It's called uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. And uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the story is, it's true because I've I've researched it. Is the director was arrested and had to prove. So what he did was he he pour, he brought out the movie and then he part of the contract as you were an actor or actress of it, you kind of had to lay low for like a month, and uh-huh. because they wanted to portray it as like a it like, like a, it really like happened. a lost documentary. Oh, okay. So when they came out, they arrested him and he had to the, have the actresses prove they were still alive for him oh. to get out of jail. Oh, my gosh. So they really believed it. Yes. Really- yes. <gasps> yeah. Wow. So we That's- so I bought it and we set up film to, to react our reaction watching it. And uh, and it's it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Watch. Sure. Yeah, it's got a legend behind it, yeah, or a stigma behind it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hello, Cannibal Holocaust, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just to feed your demented mind, that's all. Yeah, oh yeah, well, it has to be fed, you know. (laughs) So so back to your movie, you you talked about your cast, and one of your cast members, Carolyn Hennessy, is somebody Uh people will know. I recognize her from Cougar Town. I I love the show Cougar Town. So how, how is she to work with? Oh gosh, she is like hands down Margaret. Like she is, she just played that character so well. Like I can't wait for you guys to watch it and see how great she was because you're used to seeing her as, you know, the beautiful, proper, you Mm -hmm. know, Carolyn Hennessy. And you've seen the pictures probably of what she transformed into. And she's just so believable and so good. Um, Great to work with her. She was in you know, kind of in character a lot. So it was a little scary a little bit to be around her. <laughs> um, but she's just such a lovely lady. Well, she's, yeah. I think when you, you talk about casting the right people, the professionals yeah. that can come in and get it right on the first try, somebody who's been doing it and knows what they're doing. She's, she's what you're talking about, right? 100%. And she had already, with my first AD, my first assistant director, he had worked with her in the past. And so he had known that she was a, complete professional and awesome so he was giving her the thumbs up and i think there was one other person that also worked with her that was giving the thumbs up so 
um yeah complete professional nice nice yeah she and i enjoy watching her yeah yeah and i did see an article that i think stemmed from your website which the website for this movie yeah it's well done it's well done you guys got i love how they just you you show everybody that was involved yeah you know the uh-huh. names and and that's that, to me that's really cool and interesting oh. to watch so well done on the the website so yeah. everybody go check it out wineville.com wineville movie wineville movie okay thank you thank you um where was i going with this i don't know oh then i got a link that said about oh. about caroline oh yeah was she's unrecognizable right yeah oh yeah yeah the article that uh, i think it was soap digested about her uh, yeah years you know? on general hospital but yes i can't yeah. I, again like he said the more we talk the more i'm excited to see it yeah yeah and yeah. i have to i have to admit i've never seen her on general hospital but she she's been in enough other things that you i mean right if she was yeah. if if she looked like herself in the movie you would certainly recognize her <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure um well i'm gonna give it give it to you guys early so you can talk about it i will at some point give it to you guys so you guys can watch it that'd be awesome we, we would love that oh i'm curious um when you google when you google your movie the mm-hmm. wineville chicken coop murders come up is there yeah. anything is there any correlation between the two or is it... um the only correlation is the fact that we do make mention that the house that we're shooting at is literally on the same street where the chicken coop murders took place. Shut and, up. That's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. It really did. So, um, it's on Wineville road. Um, and yeah, so we make mention of it myself and the sheriff talk about how we were kids and the chicken coop murders just happened right down the street because, oh, you know, twenties, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. A little creepy. <laughs> yeah, from I had never heard of it until I started, you know, researching this. And then you go to that, and you find it's was it a mother and a son who abducted little boys? And it was a man okay. who abducted. Boys. And if you've ever, so you've never seen the Changeling with Angelina Jolie? No. Yes. Oh. You have. Yeah. That's the story. So you have to, you need to watch that. Like it, it's so good, but that is the chicken coop mur- murderer. Yeah. From that movie. All right. Oh, I did not. I've, yeah. I've yeah. never seen it. I'll have to watch it. It, it, it is it's a good so movie. Great. It's, it's hard to watch, but it's, but it's good. You're right. It is hard to watch. Yeah. So it's when you're watching, you'll see that's the, the guy that was kidnapping the kids, that house, it was on the same street where we filmed right down the street. Wow. And I'm going to. I, I actually have it, so I'll, I'm gonna. Yeah, I might. I might yeah. have to revisit. Well, it's one of those that you're like, wow, I really love that movie, but it's hard to watch. So you don't. You got to be in the mood to go back to it. But you might not have realized it was a true story. Maybe when you watched it, I, I read it that it was. So I knew that it was a true story. But the the con- connection we are talking about tonight is is just fascinating to me all over. So again. Hmm. also, just to give you a little backstory. Um, so the town where we shot was Mira Loma in Southern California, but because of the chicken coop murders. So back when in the twenties, that town was called Wineville and because of the chicken coop murders and because of the horrible press that was getting, because it was a wine growing wine region and it was getting these horrible, this horrible press, they had to change the name of the town. 
So they changed town to Miraloma, um, but it originally was called Wineville, which is why I wanted to make the title Wineville is the original town name. Oh, Wineville. nice. I love and, your tie-ins. And, and, you know, we shot on Wineville Road, so. Wow. The house. So what is the history behind the, the the winery that you that you shot at? You said it's one of the or the oldest winery in it's either one of our or the oldest winery. Um and back then, like that was the biggest wine region, like thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of vineyards. Um, and I don't know how many they have left. I don't know, they might have like a thousand, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it was like the biggest wine region and now it's like very industrial but they're still there and there's still a you know a, a bunch of i don't know about a bunch but maybe a handful of wineries around there what is what is the wine that comes from that that winery um they make i mean they make all kinds of wine so mm. you know everything but they're they, they were actually really big on port which oh here's their here's their port sitting right here galliano wineries is their their award-winning port nice 90th anniversary i don't know when this was but, but yeah wow. 90 double gold yeah no they um they make all kinds of amazing wines galliano awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. so at the end of the shoot did you um end the day with a glass of wine <laughs> right there with the winery well why at the end of the day i mean what yeah. <laughs> uh, I- the movie's called Wineville. Yeah. I... Somebody had to get through the day somehow. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> wine, wine for breakfast, wine for lunch. <laughs> is that what Rosé's for is breakfast wine? Yeah, there you go. That's what they said. Because uh, it was like, it was so hot. You know, it was mm-hmm. uh, end of June, July. And they would make, they'd make these, they made these wine slushies. So you'd feel like you weren't really drinking alcohol, but when you're so hot, you'd want to go get one of those wine slushies because it just helps you feel better. <laughs> Refresh. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Nice. We wouldn't want that yeah. at any movie set. Right. Exactly. Or any any podcast set. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So are you uh I wanted to touch on some of your other projects you got coming on, but uh, coming out, but I don't know if you're allowed to talk about them with the writer strike and everything. Is there anything that you can't talk about? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Because I'm curious. I'm curious about this. I'm, I'm trying to find the, the Terry R. I can't read my own writing. Whitman's Whitman's anomaly. Anomaly. Oh, um, you know what? I don't know where he's at with that. You know, he he's in pre-production, so I haven't okay. heard much on when or what's going on with that. Okay. Just for just from the description on IMDb, it sounds like an interesting, an interesting yeah. movie. So I'm excited about it. I hope he can get it together soon. But um. Again, you have to get your waiver and all that stuff to do it. Yeah. Um, and the same with like with Twisted Vines um, that just came out uh, now last month in August. Uh, we weren't supposed to promote it or really talk much about it, which is silly because it's not a studio film. It was an independent film. So I don't know why we're not, you know, they weren't part of the you know, the big studios that are there in contracts with. So, um, but we weren't allowed to, but so that came, that's, that's out. So that, that was um, Twisted Vines of Vivica Fox and Michael Pere. Oh, nice. Uh, I like remember us talking about that yeah, last time that you were. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So that finally came out. Did you guys ever end up watching that or get to see it? No. Okay. We haven't yet, but we will. No, I will. Okay. I mean, 
know, that's a fun murder mystery, like clue type of movie. And like so that, that. But it's just too bad that it's happening during the strike, you know, these yeah. films. Yeah. Yeah. So is that for holding you up from your next project? I mean, is there anything you can work on now with the strike? I don't know how that affects, again, independent. No. But... Yeah, no, I think for pre-production, what I'm doing, it's it's fine. It's not going to, the thing that's hurt, that's going to hurt us is the sa- the selling of my, the selling of my film now. Sure. Because it's old, no one's buying anything yet. So I'm hoping by the time we're done with the festival circuit that they'll be ready up and running again and, and purchasing. Yeah. That's a good point. We were kind of worried about it, but the festivals are going on. So because it's already in the in the can, it's done. So you can it's that you can't do anything, produce anything new. Well, and also with right. film, film festivals are typically for the most part independent films. Sure. So big studio films, that is that the strike is with the big studio films, not mm-hmm. the independent people. So there's really no issues with, with the, the festivals. So will you uh do you have more twisted, demented stories in your head? Will you be doing more horror movies after this one? or? <laughs> uh, well, the next two things I'm working on are series. And um, it's definitely twisted and demented for sure. This is what I, what I want to do. But it's not horror. It's more like um, thriller, um, sick. It's going to be sick because the way that we kill people is pretty disgusting. Um but it's not going to, I guess, is that horror? It's not really horror. It's more like crime, thriller, mm. kill, kicking ass action. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that sums it up. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the other story, and it's based on loosely, and that's going to be based on true stories. The next, the other one is also true stories. And that mm. one's going to be more of a TV show to, um, without getting into it because I don't want to tell my ideas, but it's hopefully going to help with, um, with trafficking of people. people Oh, so that one, that one, I can't wait for that one. We should be doing more of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll go ahead. I was just gonna say, I was really inspired by sound of freedom. I mean, I'm sure that that you guys have seen that and it's just, it's like, Oh my God, it was just really tough to watch. And I was like, everybody needs to see this. Like, this is crazy that they were trying to hold this back from people seeing this film because everybody needs to see it. Yeah. There's, I don't understand how, well, we don't want to get into it, (laughs) why they held it back. But yes, there should, everybody should see it. Everybody should be supporting it. Everybody should be saying we need more Mm -hmm. eyes on it like this. Mm -hmm. 100%. So, yeah. so good. I'm glad that you're going to, you're, you're inspired to do more because I'm hoping that more people are inspired to, to do more. I hope so too. You know, you, you always want to help the, the ones that can't help themselves. I mean, it's just, and, that, that and so. obviously children can't. So that's the, they need the most help when it comes to that. Yep. 100%. So. I'm, I'm glad we did that before I interrupted you with this question, because it would have seemed really, really frivolous at this point but i i'm hoping you and you and robert will be getting drunk and doing funny things on the internet some more maybe once your yeah. life settles down a little bit <laughs> you know what i don't know i think i'm like done with that for now yeah. i don't it's it's too hard to do it when with the filmmaking now it takes up all my time you know yeah. between that and you know family life and all that 
it's tough to because you guys know hand first uh, hand how hard it is to put these things together and what it takes for pre-production the production and the post-production putting it all together and it takes a lot and with my other jobs it's it's tough it'd yeah. be tough for sure for sure well anybody anybody who hasn't seen him go back and watch there's some videos of you guys uh eating spicy chicken wings and fun blind taste fun. testing wines and stuff and you're oh, a lot of fun counting the 40 ounce beers oh like, yeah that's right and zip lining punk, you know there's all that fun stuff that <laughs> uh brandy roderick tv on on youtube so and they're gonna want yeah. more anybody that watches wants more there are so yeah. many sides to brandy roderick that's all i know like so many sides. Is that because I'm a Gemini? So I oh. have, you know, there's the twins. So we're both crazy. <laughs> you're, you're, are, you they twins, are they both inside both you? <laughs> they are. <laughs> but what I always say is yes, you know, I am a Gemini. So I do have two sides. I said, but they're both good. Both my sides are good. Yeah, they might be, yeah. but, but I, but both are good hearted. <laughs> and they're, and they're doing fun projects that, we absolutely can't wait to see. And we're so happy yeah. that you came on our little podcast to promote it. And uh, yeah. well, we, we asked earlier, but when the festivals are, so we can see, we so oh, yeah, we'll this out before all we'll that. Get, yeah. We'll get it out before all the, before the festival so that people know when it is. And, and that'd uh, be great. And just go to, you know, follow uh, Wineville movie has its own Instagram. So we'll always mm -hmm. post stuff on there when, where you can see it. And also winevillemovie.com. You can get info on that as well. Perfect. So. I, I do want to ask one more question. Sure. Has your son come to you and said, Mom, I want to I want to act more. I want I want to try go to auditions or oh, I thought you were gonna ask say ask if he wanted to raise without <laughs> well, not, um no, he's done. He oh, really? he's done. Yep, he only wants to do football, but he did say, Mom, I only want to do movies that your friends do or that you do because I don't want to audition, I just want the job. <laughs> <laughs> you smart, raised a smart smart kid, kid right <laughs> oh that's, i love it that's fantastic i love it yeah but uh, yeah no he's he's into his football stuff right now which you know being a teenager and having fun so that's okay which yeah. which he should so yeah, <laughs> yeah if he hasn't if he, i was kind of alluding to it, did he get the bug where he's like no i just want to go 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 nah, too yeah. much work for a kid he's he's good he just wants to go have fun and play football all right. So, All right. Yeah. I can hear that. Yeah. And the bummer is he's gonna go to you know go to school and be like, I mean, I made a movie, and they're like, prove it. Well, I can't watch it. <laughs> right, right. I know. It's like none of your friends can watch this movie. <laughs> but they will. Once it's out, they will. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a, an edited version of the movie for oh. him and his friends to over and watch it. So I'm gonna cut out like the incest stuff and I don't care about stabbing the guts and the killings. Like I don't care about that. It's the incest stuff yeah. I'm yeah. trying. Oh. I need to out but i think i'm going to do that for him nice. well, that, that, that's a wonderful mom right there to, to right. help him yeah. embrace it and go you never know maybe he'll continue on later on when you got another yeah. when you have another role for him <laughs> yeah exactly that i could just give him <laughs> I, sorry i love that answer perfect <laughs> because he likes money. he just doesn't want to have to audition for it he just yeah, wants I, don't, to get paid. <laughs> I don't blame him i don't blame him yeah. <laughs> it's more fun when it's a sure thing exactly <laughs> All right. Yep. Thank you right. so much, Brandy. We appreciate it. And, Thank you. Uh, you will, we will make sure to promote for you and uh, tell people to go watch your movie. So, All right. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers to horror.
Mm. Yes. Woo. Uh, have, <laughs> have a good night. Okay, guys. We'll see you later. Uh, yeah. Good night. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.